This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Bucket List presented by Only In Your State. I'm here with my co-host Sarah. Hi Sarah. Hello Marissa. So we are in our season three state exploration challenge. We are going around the country and creating these adventure trips for people to take in various states. Uh, We've covered some really great ones so far. And today I'm super pumped to be tackling Florida because just so happens I live here. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, before we jump in, I uh, I know we have this uh, thing now about weird facts. And, yes. Uh, so we're kicking off every episode with the weirdest fact that we could find in the state. And lucky for us, Florida is chock full of weird stuff. <laughs> I was hoping that you would, you would be ready for this. Okay. Honestly, it was really hard to narrow some stuff down because... Um, you know, obviously, you know, the whole like internet meme, Florida man, uh, which became popular, which was just like, it's basically it refers to a person that happens to be in Florida or live in Florida that just is like doing some crazy stuff. And usually irrational, illegal, who knows, there's so much that you could just Google Florida man news and yeah. yeah okay so do you have a good example of florida man memes okay florida man hurls sausage at older brother during disagreement <laughs> see you know That's... i was gonna make one up and be like okay we could just ad lib this right like florida man <laughs> attacks bystander with m- clamshell but, like well, that's probably yes. one of them yeah, <laughs> yeah. no yeah this okay. is just one that a day ago he, this Flor- oh. Florida man was arrested and charged be- for hurling sausages at older brother during a disagreement. You fight how you fight, I guess. I, it doesn't seem too bad. <laughs> Did you know you could get arrested by uh, hurling sausages? Did not. Did not. I would not waste food like that. But <laughs> Not at this can, barbecue. No. Um, do you have any facts that you found uh, that you want to yeah, share? Yeah, so... One is not so much a weird like Florida man fact, but I learned it recently. But the Hard Rock Cafe brand, like, you know, the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. I did not realize that it is owned solely by the uh, Seminole Florida tribe. Oh, yeah. Like, they just flat out own the brand. Um, yeah. Like, I knew that they, that they were wealthy and, like, they own some things. But, yeah, Hard Rock, uh, Hard Rock Cafe and Casino is owned by the Seminoles. Yeah, Who there, there, yeah, there yeah. are actually a lot around where I live. Um, you'll see a lot of like tribal buildings and yeah. um, in person. Well, because I live close to the the Hard Rock Guitar Hotel that was just recently built. And um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a seminal. Uh, there are a couple of seminal casinos, too, in the like yep. surrounding smaller area. But yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, that is very cool. Um, anything else? Any other fun facts you have? Uh, official state food. You should, I'm assuming you know this. Um, I'll take three guesses. Okay. Is it, well, okay. Is it key lime pie? It is key lime pie. (laughs) (laughs) I had a couple that I I could throw out there, but. I thought it was going to be like something seafood related or like 
oranges question mark mm, i don't that's know a good something guess. with cattle because i know there's like a big cattle industry there i, I don't know it's mm. that's all i had yeah okay. and pie. um yeah well uh also fun facts that um bayshore boulevard in tampa is the longest continual sidewalk in the world which i found that oh, out oh. did not know that weird how, how far does it stretch 4.4 miles Oh, I was okay. I was expecting something not to not to harsh your, <laughs> you know, your fun thing. I was like, oh, it's got to be like fifty miles, just like in circles. Dang. Hard to no. impress Sarah. <laughs> Look, I just love walkability, and that's really important to me. I was expecting a little bit more, but that's okay. Sure, okay. Uh, I'll go find it someday soon because there is a place I want to visit in Tampa. So that I found on this uh, podcast research Ooh. extravaganza. So you know what. Very I think nice. I'm going to have to see it with cool. my own two eyes. Okay. Quick, just a quick five mile jaunt. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I'm just going to have to find facts that like really blow people away. Cause <laughs> <laughs> Someone, I mean, don't use me as the litmus test. I, that was pretty, pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. Um, okay. What about the, that the first suntan lotion was invented by a Miami pharmacist? I believe that a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Or was it like baby oil and yeah, pr- uh, baby probably. oil? <laughs> <laughs> Prepping for an upcoming road trip? Need to refuel before you go? Check out Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier for an electrolyte option to keep your body hydrated and energized. You get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone in just one stick. Use it first thing in the morning, before hitting the hiking trails, after you've reached the summit, or on a long drive. There are 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Personally, I love the fact that I can hydrate faster with liquid IV compared to other sports drinks filled with junk. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code NotYourAverageBucketList at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code NotYourAverageBucketList at liquidiv.com. Yeah, so I don't know if you want to dive right in and um, we have... A handful of stops that we're going to be adding to this podcast, also our companion article that will drop in the show notes. So if you happen to be traveling to Florida and it's your first time or you live here and maybe you don't do a lot of exploration in your state, check out some of these places that we're going to we're going to discuss today, because I do think we have a very um, well-rounded list uh, I think, you know, Florida's huge, so it is really hard yeah. to, we, this podcast episode could be like 24 hours long, but, um, we've condensed also it Also the down. regions of Florida have very different vibes, True, I think. So it's, yeah. Yeah, Depends. definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you want to kick off this episode with your first stop for our exploration challenge. Yeah. I mean, since we were talking about Tampa and this incredibly long sidewalk, we should also talk about <laughs> one of the places I very much would like to visit uh, at some point in my life would be the Salvador Dali Museum in Tampa. One of my favorite artists, it's um, dedicated to a, the Spanish artist Salvador Dali, and he was a 
a surrealist artist known for his like his skill, his craftsmanship, his honestly just bizarre um, works that are absolutely fantastic. So if you think of like the melting clock painting, that's him. That's a persistence persistence of memory. But he's also done some other famous ones like elephants or these like big stretched out elephants and swan reflecting elephants, um, maelstrom and all these different ones that you should look up. And this museum has permanent exhibits and rotating exhibits. And if you just want to go see a telephone made out of a lobster and it's called an aphrodisiac, you, you can do that. <laughs> or like the Venus de Milo with pom-poms and drawers pulling out of her chest. Like that's also available to you at the Salvador Dali Museum. So take a walk down the longest contiguous sidewalk and right over to the museum for a fun time. Yeah. Very cool. That's a great way to kick it off. Honestly, I've never been and just driving around the area. I always see, um, I always see, uh, signs for it. And I know that it, it like physically the museum architecturally, I should say, uh, is also very cool to, to look at. It is. Yeah. It's stunning to look at and it should just be, it's something you should go to and, and see you, you, it's not going to be like any other museum you've ever been to. So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, all right. So I am, I was, I'm going to kick it off with a little nod to our previous season where we talked about, um, local lore and legends and mm. there is a place in Florida. We've talked about this before the legendary skunk ape and uh, (laughs) there's actually in uh, there's the skunk ape research headquarters. And this is an outpost that's dedicated to exploring the mysteries behind the skunk ape. I'm excited about this. All right. And uh, so it's in the town of Ochopi and it's kind of off the beaten path, but a lot of people go like, you know, cryptozoologists and, adventurers who love local lore and basically if you don't know what the skunk ape is it's florida's version of bigfoot and whether you believe in it or not it's kind of fun to go to places like this the headquarters which will you know give you a glimpse into the world of cryptids and um the elusive skunk ape and so i think it's a really cool add to this just because it's so you can't find stuff like this anywhere else um you know like Kind of like what you're saying about yeah. the Dolly Museum. It's just like, where else can you find a skunk ape research headquarter? And I feel like, and maybe this is just because I'm biased of who I talk to and what I see, but I feel like there's this real resurgence of like Bigfoot passion. Like people mm. get these Bigfoot cutouts and they put them everywhere. And like at every like little mom and pop shop, there's some Bigfoot flag. <laughs> so it's like, hey, maybe maybe it's real. Maybe we should get in on this. Go to the Skunk Ape Center. <laughs> and find out the truth yeah um no that's really cool uh my next item is sort of in the same vein but not really it is the museum of osteology in orlando Mm. so it is skeletons the museum of osteology so yes all bones skeletons and this is land creatures um sea creatures just everything you can imagine um, and it's what over 450 real skeletons and you can just go in and learn about, you know, um, basically like how people preserve bones and dig these up and learn from just skeletal remains and basically learn about the form and function of the skeletal system itself. So it's really cool. It's an exhibit where it's just like skeletons on skeletons on skeletons. So I would 
advise like if you have younger kids it might be a little too much mm. i'm not sure like to me i would get my palms sweaty and but that's my own thing so <laughs> it might be fine for most people but um it looks really fascinating and it is in orlando florida very cool i didn't i've never even heard of that before yeah is it by do you know if it's by like donation they're People are like donating, science is donating these Oh, skeletons. like how they actually, Yeah, that is a great question. I did see on the website that they were touting like specific Oklahoma wildlife skeletons. So maybe there was a, a collection of skeletons that were donated. I'm not sure. Funny story, unrelated to the US, but I was in a um, museum when I was traveling recently and it was basically this Surgeon's Hall Historical Museum and it has all of these specimens from like skeletons and history and like just, you know, carcinomas and things you can see. The funniest thing that I want to mention because you ask is it was just created because some guy already had it all collected. Some guy just had all of these things and they're like, you know what? Maybe we should have a museum. So maybe wow. it's the same thing with some dude in the U.S. was like, you know what? I have a ton of skeletons. This is getting a little weird. Maybe I should like do something with it. <laughs> so <laughs> educational. Funny. Yeah. How wild. That's His cute. partner was probably like, we're going to get a divorce unless you move these 200 talk about bodies out of our basement. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about these bodies, please. <laughs> wow. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. Nice. The leading causes of divorce. You don't know that is like collections of bodies. Yes. Yeah, I, I would assume <laughs> that would lead to something. Um, all right, cool. So uh, moving on next step, we have uh Bach tower gardens. This mm. is another one of a kind place in Florida, which I, I absolutely adore. So near Lake Wales, it's on uh, 250 acres, the gardens. And just to start, the gardens in and of themselves are absolutely stunning. So it's just landscape grounds and native flora. You can wander around, walk, have a picnic. It's just beautiful in and of itself as the garden. But then... You have the singing tower, which I it, it like one of the most beautiful things I think uh, in the state of Florida, in my opinion. It's over two hundred feet tall, so it's massive, and it has over sixty uh, carolin bells, and the bells are um, they just will go off randomly. They have these beautiful melodies that stretch throughout the gardens while you're there. Um, so it's really cool. You have music. It's an architectural wonder and a really beautiful place to spend an afternoon. And the tower itself, I don't know what even style of architecture it is because it's almost like a mix between like some sort of modern because it has that like, it's almost like octagonal, isn't it? Like when it goes up. So it's really, yeah. it is really stunning to look at and we've featured it on only in your state. Oh my gosh. So many times it was a hidden gem that we celebrated and it's been on a lot of our road trips. So we love it. You'll love it. You should check it out if you haven't already. Okay. So talking about well-loved places, I'm going to... Okay. Yes. I'm going to talk about the Venetian Pool and Coral Gables. Mm -hmm. So currently, FYI, it is closed for the fall and winter season, but will reopen in the spring of 2024. But basically, it is a historic U.S. swimming pool in Coral Gables, and it is such a unique pool because it is basically fed by spring water from an underground aquifer and that's like over 820,000 gallons of water I think in the actual spring and so there are little grottos and caves and it looks like Venetian architecture you won't 
even believe you're in the United States when you go visit this place. It looks gorgeous. Have you been? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just see you nodding along. Like, so do, would you recommend it? Is it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Highly recommend. I think um, where it's positioned just in the area and like the Coral Gables area, um, it, you know, like you don't even need a pool when you have access to something like this, which I think is yeah. very cool. And yeah, it can get a little bit crowded, which is expected, but I just, you're swim, you could swim in a, in a grotto in your neighborhood. Like that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's so beautiful. Um, really does look like you're in, you know, uh, in Venice, Italy. <laughs> like it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good ad for that one. Um, Thanks. And uh, okay, so kind of switching gears, I wanted to throw this one in because um, I just had such a blast. And for context, Sarah and I went to a podcast conference, I think it was, it's going to be, was it a year ago next month? In February. Yeah. Okay. So we we were in Orlando. We ended up um, for an Only in Your State article, we went to this place called Cocktails and Screams. And I just had such a blast. I've never, I feel like I've yeah. never been in a bar like that where it's combining Halloween and mixology. Yes. Everything was decorated, floor to ceiling, you know, scary stuff, projectors. Uh, yeah. It was and just, themed drinks yeah. and everyone was in on it. And everyone who was in the bar just was like, yeah, we love horror stuff and yeah. we're into this. So it was like a great crowd too. Yeah, live music. Um, and I think people were even dressed up. Was, was it? I think we yes. went, maybe it was Adam's family night or something, and people were dressed up. There was a show too. So, like, there was a DJ, and then there was this orchestrated show. And yeah, I think you're right that people were dressed up. And you can even rent, like, I think a private room in the back with a special, um, like decorations and stuff. It is like one of the best places I've ever been to. It's yeah. great. I, just, I think if you love Halloween, if you love scary stuff, yes. it's it's like straight out of a Tim Burton film. Basically, you're walking mm -hmm. into this place and they have a also very fun cocktail menu. Um, yeah. So highly recommend. I think if, if you love all things scary, it's like a year round thing. It's not just Halloween. Yeah. So yeah, you can go any yep. anytime. 10 out of 10. Yeah, good recommendation. That was that was amazing. I would definitely go back to that place. It was really cool. Um, okay, switching gears again. Let's talk about the Kennedy Space Center. <laughs> Heck yeah. So, I mean, look, it. I feel like I almost left it off the list because I figured like, well, everyone knows about it, right? Like, it's one of the big field centers that NASA runs, but I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't mention it. So it's located on Merritt Island, and it's one of the main spots you can visit if you want to learn about the USA uh, space program and you can discover about, you know, all of our different yeah, like shuttle launches and attempts and all of the programs like the Mercury, Gemini, Apollo and the various shuttles that we've launched. And there's a lot of interactive pieces there with the Science Museum. So I think it's just a really cool spot that if you are interested in, you know, space or aeronautics, you should really um Check it out. And it's just like a fun thing to do. Like any other science museum, you're going to learn something and see like the um, the gardens and stuff outdoors that have like these like rocket gardens and things you can walk through, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think adding a place like that, that people have probably heard of, but it's still because I've lived on and off in Florida for 15 years now, and I've never been, even been to the Kennedy Space Center. 
I know you should. (laughs) It's like there's something about the big attractions to me that you know they're there. You know they're always going to be there. You don't really beeline to them, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah. But I do. Especially if you're a local. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a local, because you kind of hear about it all the time, but. I do. Yeah, that the Kennedy Space Center would be it's just like it sounds seems like a fun way to spend an afternoon. Well, now um, you need to go and you need to I see know. the rockets. You need to learn about some stuff, get a hat and then maybe get like a some astronaut ice cream, little oh. frozen drive. I mean, I've never had it, but oh, I imagine yes. that it's gross, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that you can try. Okay, yeah. <laughs> You're going to see me one of these episodes with like my little NASA hat. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So we're jumping down for my next stop to Miami, um, a jewel at the very tip of South Beach, which also South Beach in and of itself should be a place that yeah. everyone stops because it's changed over the year, a lot over the years since I've lived in Florida, specifically in Miami. But... Um, this place in particular, South Point Park, I absolutely love. I I was going to this park when I was 18, 19 years old, when it was nothing. There was like nothing there. It was a jetty. You could watch the cruise ships go by out into the ocean. Um, it was a little greenery space. There was a restaurant. Parking was pretty much free. Now it's there are condo buildings. It's turned into okay. this huge park that people go run, they jog. Um, you can have a picnic there. It's really beautiful. Just there, you can sit on the rocks, which is right. Um, you know, like I said, the channel where the, where the boats come in, which is also very cool, but they have water features now like splash parks. And it's also just, I feel like if you're in Miami, you're in South Florida, you really should go to the ocean, uh, and just see, cause it is beautiful. And, I mean, I think it's one of the best beaches in our country. Okay. Yeah. Whenever I, um, that's an interesting recommendation for South beach because anytime I've been there a couple of times, but it was basically a vibe of like, Oh, you're partying or you're going out to bars or it's really busy or like, sure. There's like art deco and stuff you can like check out, but I didn't think about going to a peaceful giant park. That is one of the best beaches in the country. So I'm going to have to put that on my list next time I'm down. Yeah. Highly recommend. Okay. So next I am going to talk about, okay. um, Well, the historic district of St. Augustine. St. Augustine. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) St. Augustine. Um, We've talked about it on the podcast before, and it's just one of those places I think should be on anyone's list if they're tackling Florida in this kind of road trip because it is such a historic place and it is what the oldest continuously occupied by settlers that settlement in the United States, right? Like it's the oldest. Yeah. Um, so then you can walk around downtown and it's very pedestrian friendly. You can see all of these historic forts and um, just like pieces and parts of history that you can learn about, but also you can go on ghost walks. It's known to be haunted. You can get a little bit of that spooky kind of fun history there too, which I think is absolutely fabulous. And one of the main reasons why I would go, but then also you have the uh, pirate and treasure museum that is now located in 
St. Augustine. Yes, there you go. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just a, it's a pirate museum. You can learn about how pirates function in Port Royal and, you know, see some of the cool treasures and, and things that you can learn about. So, yeah, if you want, obviously, more to do in St. Augustine than just ghost walks and pirate museums, but still. But that's a good place to, to start. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, St. Augustine, two places I can recommend that we covered on Only in Your State. One of them is Ice Plant Bar. Uh, it's set in an, an old 1920s industrial building that used to be that used to produce ice. Um, nice. Now it's a bar, a really cool uh, like mixology bar and restaurant. And another place called Sarbez, which is a hidden gem that serves gourmet grilled cheese and tons. <gasps> yeah. I know. Okay. <laughs> and they have tons of arcade games and pinball and craft beer. Uh, very, very cool place as well. Awesome. Yeah. Just some fantastic adding, adding in some uh, little yeah. hidden gems, but I do love St. Augustine. That is a really cool city to explore. Yeah. Um, all right. So I am also adding uh, a, a food spot on here because okay. To me, I feel like while key lime pie is great, um, what you should really be eating when you come to Florida, in particular South Florida, is a Cuban sandwich. Mm. And despite the fact that I no longer eat meat, um, (laughs) my dad is still Cuban. And I feel like I have an affinity for Cuban sandwiches because I love pickles. I love Swiss cheese. I love mustard. (laughs) I love it all compressed together. And uh, there's a place actually in Little Havana. So also adding another stop on here, Little Havana. If anybody wants to see what the Miami scene is really about, the Little Havana neighborhood is uh, a great place to go. You can walk the sidewalks, listen to live music. People are just like jamming out, pop into bars, and then, of course, grab a Cuban sandwich somewhere. Um, my recommendation is Sandwich de Miami, and it's family-owned. Just a small little spot that makes their own Cuban bread, and uh, and they, they basically have one of the best Cuban sandwiches in Miami. So highly nice. recommend... Uh, Stopping that. Have you ever been able to find a meat substitute Cuban sandwich that works for you? Um, I've, well, I guess also cheese substitute. <laughs> yeah, no, they do have more cheese substitutes than I think the hardest thing for vegans would be the pork because yeah. the, the slow roasted pork and the ham are really what make a Cuban sandwich and they yeah. don't have good vegan substitutes for that. So Still holding out hope for someone. Please. <laughs> One day, science will catch up. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Also, something I want to mention as a non-Floridian is I didn't realize what a uh, phenomenon the pub sub was of like, you're going to the beach, you're going on a drive, you get a pub sub. And if you can't make it down to Miami, at the very least, for a Florida sandwich, head to Publix and just get a sandwich there. Yes. <laughs> really, like. It's it's a thing. Yeah, even they have Publix, even Georgia, South Carolina. Yep. So yes, I, they have vegan options actually. Pub subs. There you go. So yeah. yes. Okay. Uh, so next, I am going to talk about quite a few things that are in Key West. Mm-hmm. So 
if you haven't been to the Florida Keys or, you know, Key West specifically, I think it's just one of those. Yes, it's like very touristy and it's expensive and all those things. But I think it's a unique experience, too, especially if you're able to fly into the little airport or drive over the, the bridges. That's really, really cool. And they have a nice historic downtown area, which is just like a hub of all things like restaurant, bars, shops. Um, and it's really, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really fun place to be down in Mallory Square and then also in Old Town. But then you can also visit Fort Zachary and Dry Tortugas National Park and then go to like Mile Marker One, which is basically the end of the highway, like the southernmost point, um, which is really fun. So Key West, I... I would love to go back to Key West sometime soon. It's just, it is, you know, like a more of expensive touristy area, but it's definitely worth checking out and taking a trolley around town and just seeing all the cool historic buildings. Also, you can go visit Ernest Hemingway's home and museum when, you know, so even if you're not a fan of Ernest Hemingway, it is just a cool thing to see in terms of, you know, our history and literary history, but also there are cats. So that's the most important thing. I just want to get past the author thing to the cats. <laughs> so there are o- over 50, maybe 60 polydactyl cats living at Ernest Hemingway's home. And they, a lot of them are the offspring of Snow White, which was his original polydactyl cat that was allegedly given to him by a ship's captain. And I think that's all I need to say. So if you want to see cats with little thumbs <laughs> on their paws <laughs> and, you know, maybe learn about some literary history, whatever, go to the Ernest Hemingway Home and Museum. Yes, very good suggestion. Um, just all encompassing. Florida Keys, I, it's one of my favorite places in Florida. And yeah. yeah, I've been to the museum and I was able to pet some of the cats <gasps> and nice. take photos of their little feet. And oh, I love the adorable. little thumbs. It's yeah. just adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Very cute. Um, so I'm adding this one to the list because it's not your average farmer's market. And I love a good farmer's market. When you mm-hmm. think of the term farmer's market, most people probably think of closing down sidewalks, putting up little tents and selling your stuff. Yes. But the yellow green farmer's market in Hollywood, Florida is very, very different. Um, For starters, it is, I think, something like over 40,000 square feet uh, in a building, in this giant warehouse-like building that um, tons of vendors that sell various things, food, um, you have the, one vendor will be just like a cheese maker. One vendor has all things pickles. Um, oh, yes. You have restaurants, you have bars, people are playing live music there. Uh, karaoke. So is it sometimes. like a permanent structure that yeah. is okay? Permanent structure that is always there that has grown in leaps and bounds over probably the past decade because it used to be just a couple of random stalls in this warehouse and now it's massive. They have whole restaurants in there of people that just, they go and maybe they don't want to have a brick and mortar, but they just want to set up shop and sell some great food. And uh, you can get food from all over the world. You can go grab a beer at the bar and walk around. Also shop produce, coffee, 
you know, all that good stuff. But it's, it's a really great way, I think, to spend like a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Just getting to see it's indoor outdoor too, which is perfect for Florida. I love me a good permanent farmer's market where, you know, people are built up. There are stalls that are always there. There are specials that are always going on. And you just, there's this like energy and vibe to them where it's like perfect. Plus if I can get like a drink and then shop for food, I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. Afternoon for me. And there are dogs are allowed. So you can stop and pet people's dogs. It's like, you know, perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Nice. Okay. So we're at Hollywood, Florida. Yes. Okay. And now my last official recommendation is I feel like I burned through all of my like tippy tops, but these ones I came across and I'm lumping them together because they're very similar, but it is the bubble room in Captiva, Captiva, Captiva and Whimsyland in Safety Harbor. And they're basically, I know I've talked about similar places before. So like art houses or like whimsical diners and things going on, but it's the same. So the bubble room is temporarily closed for renovations. And this restaurant is one of those delight for all the senses. And so just keep track of it because it is just full of color and craziness. And for some reason, like the slogan is it's always Christmas at the bubble room, but there's always different stuff going on there too. So it's something to check out. But while that's closed, you can always visit Whimsyland, which is more of a an art house that started out by just the owners collecting bowling balls and adding to the house. And it's just one of those that have evolved ever since. And it's like inside out, a absolute, you know, crazy art installation. Every square inch is covered with something. And it's just, if you visit it, you can wander through and see um, sculptures, paintings, bottle trees, like recycled uh, material sculptures and all that kind of stuff. And the bowling balls, of course, the bowling balls. So yeah, that's one final stop in Florida before you hit the road. No, those are great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I know, like, we've covered a handful of places just in the past 30 minutes. And there's so much more that I feel like yeah. we can cover. But also, we are going to throw a bunch more spots on our interactive map. So if you head on over to our article, which is in the show notes, and you will be able to click on the interactive map, and we'll probably have triple the amount of stops uh, that we just talked about, Um, plus lodging recommendations, restaurants, all that good stuff. So you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do when you're visiting Florida from this list, from that map, and just kind of, you know, choose your own adventure. It's yeah, it's just a great place for you to start if you're wanting to plan a trip in Florida, if you're visiting or if you're a local that maybe hasn't gone to the Kennedy Space Center or maybe wants to go somewhere else. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for something to do. So, check it out. Yes. And also Sarah makes these incredible playlists that are state specific. Mm-hmm. I am pumped for this one. Florida cannot wait. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to add that also into our article, which will be in the show notes. And yeah, anything else you want to add about Florida? I feel like we could talk about Florida for hours. Oh, wow. Anything else? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Leave a little bit of mystery. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't don't think of anything else. Cool. All right. Well, 
Uh, stick around next week. We are going to be covering another state for our exploration challenge. And as always, you can contact us. Our information is going to be in the show notes. Reach out. We would love to hear from you. Only in Your State is an award-winning travel publisher that uncovers hidden gems and local favorites across the U.S. We have a presence in all 50 states with a passionate following of fellow travelers looking to get out and explore. Head on over to onlyinyourstate.com to find the best attractions in your backyard and beyond.